With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to NJSBA's Blog Talk Radio program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, a program designed to have a conversation among those of us involved in the education community and beyond on important education issues of the day, a conversation that brings state leaders to you, and I hope that you feel free to join us. My name is Ray Penny. I'll be your host this morning. Today, as usual, we will not only be taking calls, but we also have our chat room open, which I think is a great vehicle for you to ask a question of our guest. Uh, to participate, you can dial one four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four and just press 1, and that will indicate on my switchboard that you have a question, and I will get to you. Uh, I identify you by the phone number I see, just the last four digits. Uh, if you're listening on the computer, we do have the chat room feature that you can log on to. We'll be monitoring the chat room, and I'll pass on some of the comment questions on to our guests. Uh, to, to log on the chat room, you will need to register with Blog Talk Radio. Uh, most people, when they think about education policy, uh, tend to think about the New Jersey legislature, the governor, and the Department of Education. But there is uh, another uh, entity that has to weigh in on education policy state level, and that's the State Board of Education. Uh, and I'm very pleased to have with us today uh, the president of the State Board, uh, Mr. Mark Bion. Welcome, Mark. Uh, thank you, Ray. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, before I get into some issues that we'll be talking about, uh, just tell us a brief overview about the, the State Board, because you guys are volunteers as uh, are actually school board members. That's correct. We we have a 13-member board, um, and uh, three of those members uh, need to be women. And basically, you have one member from each county. You can't have more than one member from a county. So that's the makeup of our board. And basically, our role, as it states in statute, is to, uh, in partnership with the department, lead and support a unified, continuous, and efficient system of quality public education for all New Jersey students. So that's our, our, our mission. And um, uh, most of our work uh, results from um, the work of the legislature. So they put out the laws and the bills and everything, and then they come to our desk and the department and the state board develop the regulations to implement those, those laws uh, uh, throughout the state. We also uh, set the tone for education by um, putting forth the standards, uh, again, in partnership with the department that we want to have for all students. What are the standards? And then we leave it up to uh, each district. You know, New Jersey's proud to be home rule and each district then develops its own curriculum and methods and processes and strategies to uh, achieve those standards. Okay. Uh, 
So, for example, the, the state requires a teacher evaluation model. After the legislature passes it, you implement the, the code in, the, in consultation, obviously, with the Department of Ed, the details on that implementation. That's, that, that's correct. That's, that's a good example. Um, another great example is, you know, the, uh, the move from the uh, Common Core to the New Jersey uh, State Learn Student Learning Standards, where we reviewed uh, these um, the standards and and worked them into New Jersey's uh, type of standards uh, that we did uh, about six months ago. All right. Uh, let's uh, actually let's start with the state standards. Uh, you recently the uh, the state board uh, dealt with the issue of math and English language arts that were proposed. Could you just review what the the board felt and why they approved those? Uh, changes well um you know originally the um we we adopted the common core in in math and language arts the standards for math and language arts uh, probably i think five five years at least five or six years ago and the governor um mentioned that he wanted the the department and the board to review them and really look at them and Coincidentally, uh, you know, it was the five-year anniversary of those standards, and every five years we do a, a periodic review of our standards. So it was, it all sort of was very, very well-timed, and basically uh, the department went out and uh, put together a, I think it was about an 80 or 90-member uh, task force. Uh, I sat in a lot of these meetings where basically um, – we had educators, content specialists, you know, people from the department, uh, educational leaders, look at the Common Core, go over every word, every sentence, make sure everything was age appropriate, crystal clear, and really make it New Jersey's. And so that's really what the process was. It, and we did it very quickly. Uh, we did it, I think we started in September, and uh, the process was over in in December or January, you know, having been a part of it and having looked at what we did, um, I think everybody was very pleased with the outcome. And uh, then the, those now went under the umbrella of the new term called the New Jersey, uh, I believe it's student learning standards, uh, is the new umbrella where all our standards uh, fall under. And uh, just for those people who may not be familiar, you meet like one month, and during that process, you take testimony, both written and in person. I, I didn't hear you. Could you repeat your question? During that process, do you take testimony both orally or in writing from either yes, members of the yes. public or educate group? Yes. So for everything we approve that we vote on, there is a whole process of how uh, we look at it and how we involve the public. So there's first discussion and there's we, then the next month there's second discussion. And during those times, the department is uh, talking to the board about the public input, both written and verbal. And then we go to proposal, then we go to adoption. And it's, it typically takes about six to seven months for that to go through normally. But if you look at when we went through the, teacher uh, uh, certification and licensing uh, regulations, which were very uh, detailed and in, an incredible amount of different stakeholders had opinions about them. We ended up actually extending that process by, you know, I think three or four months to really allow for 
public comment. Uh, I know uh, the Common Core and the standards that you looked at most recently were really focused on math and English language arts. Uh, and part of that's because that's generally what we do our testing on, and then we'll get to testing in a little bit. Uh, a, a lot of people in education feel that we almost spent too much time, we were focused so much on just those two subjects that we kind of lose sight of some of the other ones. Are there other areas of standards that you're going to be looking at, and which ones come to mind? I know uh, you speak in uh, civics and character education is something that the state board is looking at incorporating a little bit differently in the state standards. Yes, well, you know, that's a very a very great topic and one of my favorites, and it's a huge conversation. Um, you know, I don't know when it all started, 10 or 15 years ago, but, you know, to your point, someone said, we really got to focus on math and language arts, and we did. And here we are today, and many people would look at, you know, the work we do in the classroom and, and say that we are doing it to the exclusion of a lot of other things. So the question is, you know, how do we start embedding some of these other conversations in our, you know, in our uh, daily classroom day and um, things like, uh, you know, social emotional skills, things like soft skills, communication, critical thinking, problem solving, team building, listening. Uh, these are very, very important skills. And of course, the whole conversation about civics. You know, what does it mean to be a United States citizen? What does it mean to be an active community member? How do you actually do that? How do you participate in your community? You know, you've got to understand the system. Uh, so that this is a huge conversation. And, you know, if you do the research, the children that are in K-12 right now are probably going to have between 8 and 12 jobs between the time they enter the job market and when they graduate, Right. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you've got that, your career, you've got college, and then you've got your life. So if education is supposed to, you know, prepare you to succeed in life, then the question is, what are those, those habits, those dispositions, those skills that are going to be universal, that are going to help you succeed in all those endeavors in your life? with your partner, with your family, in, in college, in career. And, you know, I would, I would say, and I think there's a lot of conversation about this, you know, information is going to change. Technology mm -hmm. is going to change. But character is going gonna, is gonna to be important forever. And so, you know, we, you know, we are looking at how to, you know, how to say to everybody, we believe that character education, schools of character, climate and discipline in schools, soft skills, you know, the very simple idea of how do you walk into a job interview and look someone in the eye and shake their hand? I mean, that mm -hmm. sounds very simplistic, but you take it from there and then work it all back about how you present yourself, how you dress. These are all important skills that I believe are important for K-12 to teach those students. So when you graduate, you can, you could go out and be, you know, successful in your life. Uh, you know, uh, what? I, I know uh, most people. Uh, first of all, two things. Have you gotten positive feedback from people outside the the state board on trying to imp, trying to include that into the standards, which I agree are probably a little hard to measure, but are extremely important. And also, is the rest of the state board kind of in sync on that? 
belief? I think that the feedback we've gotten and through the strict, we know, I don't know if the audience knows, but the state board is, and the department have formed a strategic planning task force. And we are completely rewriting our mission statement, our vision statement, and completely rewriting our strategic plan, uh, writing a new one for the next five to seven years. And um, I think part of the process was inviting anyone who wanted to come in and talk to us and, uh, you know, tell us what they think we should be focusing on. Universally, I would say, maybe with a few exceptions, conversation around character, around social emotional skills, about how we interact with each other, how we communicate with each other, how we get our point across, um, you know, how we have conversations when we disagree, how we, how we get together in groups, collaborate in a group of diverse people with diverse you know, ideas and come out with one action moving forward, how we do all those things is very important. Everyone thinks those are very important. And I think the, the consensus on the board, and of course I can't speak for everybody, but I think the consensus on the board is this is important stuff that, you know, we need to do. And believe me, you know, New Jersey is not number two in the United States in education for nothing. You know, we are doing some really, really great work here in the state. Do we have our issues? Absolutely. But, you know, there are, we have more schools of character in New Jersey, well, actually the second one, the second largest group of schools of character in the United States. And, wow. you know, what do I think? I think every school in New Jersey should be a school of character because that really, you know, models for students what does it mean to have an ethical relationship with another human being? What does that look like? You know, how can you communicate with someone when you differ, have a difference of opinion? You know, so these are all really important things that we really believe, you know, should be part of our daily education in K-12. We'll be switching gears a little bit. But one of the reasons that we tend to focus on English language arts and math is we have tests on them. And whereas character is a little bit more difficult, math is a little bit easier to to test. And one of the things that you guys have uh, been looking at and approved was the entry into the park exam. Uh, how do you see testing developing over the next uh, couple of years? Well, you know, that's a, a interesting, another interesting and big conversation. Um, do I believe we should have an assessment? Absolutely. Pretty much everybody I talk to with, again, maybe a few exceptions also believes that, you know, we are using what, 10, $12 billion of the taxpayers money to, mm-hmm. to educate children. You know, if we start turning out kids who can't read and write, I mean, people are going to come and, you know, go, what are you guys doing? So we we have to measure that somehow. Now, you know, is is Park the ultimate answer to that? Is it perfect? You know, probably not perfect. But, you know, we've done a lot of research. We have to have an assessment that is aligned with our standards, right, so that it measures Mm -hmm. what we want to measure. And, you know, there's a lot of tests out right there right now. And we all know, or at least everybody who's, you know, involved in education in New Jersey, that currently we have about five or six different paths. uh, If you're talking about a test for graduation to to graduate. And some of those tests are more directly aligned with our with our standards than others. You know, Park, we believe, is very aligned. We believe it's a good test and we believe that it gives excellent data to inform instruction right and so you know it's going to inform professional development it's going to help us look that way and we we believe it has great data to help parents see where their students are um mm-hmm. you know that's that's where we are today 
And uh, do I believe two that? Do heard... I believe that? Do I believe that you know that we should measure our students solely by a test? Absolutely not. I don't think there's anybody in the department or on the board who believes that. You know, do we believe that a test is going to judge our schools solely? Absolutely not. But again, we do need some measure of, you know, how we are doing, if we're doing what we promised the public we would do. Uh, two things on the test before we move on. Uh, one, uh, do you review the park exam every – will you be reviewing the park exam every year uh, just to see if it's still – giving you the data you want, if it's still fulfilling, meeting the standards? Uh, you know, just take that question for now. We don't, we have not reviewed the park test per se at the board. What we do is we look at the data. We, we are, you know, constantly looking at what kind of data we're getting, what is it telling us. But um, one of the things that we, you know, may be doing would be exactly that. But it is not has not been put on the calendar and not put on you know put on the agenda and 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 I, and I haven't heard any conversation about actually reviewing it from the, from the board's uh, level. Uh, well, I I didn't mean that you would take the test. I just meant that the department would give you an update as how would they perceive it to be going. Um, oh, I, absolutely. That happens. That happens uh, like three or four times a year. Right. Okay. We are, we are uh, constantly other, kept up to date about that. Okay. And the other thing, uh, some of the, I, I know uh, one of the issues is because uh, there was an, uh, a lot of people who refused to take a test, uh, particularly in the higher grades. Uh, I know uh, it was a, some people were concerned about making this one of the graduation requirements. Uh, what's your thoughts on why uh, you need a standardized test or this park exam as a one of the graduation requirements? Well, um, again, a very big conversation. Um, believe me, if any of these issues you're bringing up were simple, we'd, we'd have them all solved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, first, we have a state statute, state law, that says we have to have a graduation test. So uh, currently, we have to have one. So if we don't want one, we have to we have to change the law, right? So that's outside of our purview. We can't the state board cannot do that. So given that fact, we have, uh, we have a test, right? And so the, between the time we implemented PARC and when we want to make PARC and the portfolio appeal process, so there will be two options in 2021 to graduate. But between now and then, five years, I think, yep, five years from now, we, we have the other five or six alternative tests that someone can take to um, – to uh to graduate and um you know this year we believe we cut the opt-outs significantly although there were pockets where they increased supposedly but i think overall they were cut significantly and uh the portfolio appeal process i think we did gosh I, you know tens of thousands of them and according to what i've heard at the department it went really well and um you know uh so at this point that's where we're at can things change between now and 2021? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've got work to do, clearly. I mean, people point to the results and say, you know, wow, you know, you only have 30% that are proficient. You know, if, if we use PARC today, you know, 60%, 7% of the kids would not graduate if it was a sole requirement. 
And, you know, they're, they're right in saying that. But, you know, we've got four years to move a huge amount of, of, of kids who are in that bucket three up into the proficient range. And, and, you know, we pride ourselves in New Jersey on not just sitting still if, if you know, with, a, you know with, our, with our level of expectation. Education is organic. It changes. It moves. It's not static. So what was considered great, okay, and good back in 1970 or 1980, you know, is now different. Our expectations are different. So we are, we, we, we want good standards that are high, and we want good expectations, and we want a good test that measures those standards. So if we want to up our game and, and, uh, and make sure that every student is not only college uh, career ready, college ready and life ready, you know, we need to, we need to um, keep our standards high and, and keep our, test, our assessment good. Now, you know, how that all plays out in the future is, is anybody's, anybody's guess. Uh, you brought up that uh, people say that a significant number of people at, as the test is currently constituted may not be able, be able to graduate. Are you confident, and it seems like you are, that by the time we get down five years down the road that uh, we will have a significantly increased number of people able to pass the, the requirements and the standards? Well, that that is that is the uh, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. And okay. believe me, if in two years we're looking at our data and that's what so doesn't say whether people pass or fail, it gives you you know how close they are to being proficient and a bunch of other data. We're going to be able to see where we're at. And if we've got to make a change, we'll make a change. We've done it okay. in the past. We've moved things. You know, we start in place X and we end up in place Y based on a lot of things, based on, on, you know, what's happening in the real world, based on, you know, public comment, based on uh, all kinds of things. So, you know, we are not absolutely closed-minded when it comes to, you know, this subject of a graduation test. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to see how we do. But, of course, that is the plan. Okay. And I guess it fits into your regular, what you said before, that you're, you're kind of always reviewing with the department where you're at, and what adjustments you have to make through the course every year. Um, let me go back to a – not back. Let's go to another issue uh, that was big a few years ago, and I'm sure it is to the, the teachers, is you had to implement the teacher evaluation uh, uh, mm-hmm. legislation. Where do you see a teacher, legisla- a teacher evaluation moving? Any changes? Uh, I don't see anything right now, right ahead of us. Um, you know, again, we have uh, in law that that has to happen. So, um, uh, again, we can't just say, well, okay, we're going to decouple, you know, teacher evaluation from testing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, right now it, 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 it affects, I think, about 18% of the teachers, and it's about it's 10% of their, their evaluation. And, um you know, right now that that is law. So that's why we we ended up that we started at 30 and we brought it back down to 10 based on, you know, on public comment. And um, so I don't see anything happening in the near term with that. Uh, you know, we're looking at we're just we just are are working through some regulations on, you know, um, uh, on observations and other ways which teachers get evaluated to make sure they're they're you know all aligned you know both with the teacher 
with the principal, with the superintendent, and that, you know, everybody is, is happy with the way that, uh, that looks. So, um, you know, I think, I think all teachers believe they need evaluation. It's, it's good for instruction. It's good for the student. You know, we, we at the department and well, I'm not speaking for the department, but we on the state board and I, I, I believe the department feels the same way. You know, we want everybody to succeed. Uh, so we're putting in place models and processes to help people succeed. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's our goal. Okay. I have a question and, uh, from a caller, uh, uh, your air code 201 and your, uh, first three numbers are 321. Do you have a question? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Um, I'm, I'm just logging on, so I'm not sure what you covered earlier. Um, I'm a school teacher, and I I I teach in a um, pretty large district that's going through major change and overhaul, and I appreciate it because we we really do need to move forward. However, when it comes to the teacher evaluations, I'm dealing with a lot a large student population that um, a recent immigrant, limited language. Um, it appears, you know, the average parent or in the same situation as their children. They may have their own special needs or, and or emotional problems, um, socioeconomic concern, a, a, a gamut of things that affects the, the learning of the students. Um, I think it's kind of difficult to, to, um, to, to use data in some cases and, um, because there's so many other factors that, that come into play on how well a student performs. Uh, fortunately, I've been lucky with my data. However, I had one year where my evaluation was so poor and I've never worked so hard in my life. And then another year where I came off of a cap and I still know that that second year was nothing like the first year. And I think that um, there's, there's a large percentage of the data where we're looking at um, quantitative measures instead of qualitative measures that no one at the state board or even the district level can really measure. So All right, I want so, to know uh, if down the road are they going to also look at the, quali the qualitative data and how would they begin to examine that? Because, again, like I said, the year when I was placed on a cap, I worked very hard. I had students who were below the 10 percentile. I moved one group of students above the 40th percentile, and I have one student at the 50th percentile. And that All was right. when uh, I was in compliance. Okay. Well, well, I, Mark, I, do you want to respond? Be, and then sure, I'll, I'll sure, sure. put it back on hold. So that's that's okay. Sure, that, that's an awesome question. And, yes, I think everybody agrees that data can't measure everything. And then I think most people would agree that there are exceptions um, in uh, – in situations where actually data can be misleading. Um, but having said that, you know, what we're looking at obviously is, is not just a level of performance, but growth, right? So we are looking for student growth. So you want, we want to get from point A to point B. So, you know, hopefully that, that can be measured. And, um, you know, we obviously have to look at some of these special situations where, um, you know, where data may be, maybe not enough to inform us as to your evaluation. And, and are we looking at that? Yes, we are. Uh, you know, this is a, this is under a constant microscope for us about 
is our evaluation method the best? You know, how can we improve SGOs? How can we, you know, improve teacher evaluations so that it's a collaborative uh, effort and that everyone comes out feeling like it's, it's improving instruction and it's best for the student? Uh, we're, we're getting down to the last few minutes. Uh, I, you mentioned before uh, uh, that the state board has a strategic plan. Could you just briefly tell us what that, how you come about doing that and what you're looking at down the road? Well, sure. Um, you know, we, we took a look at, um, you know, basically our mission and our vision and the strategic plan that we had, uh, which had expired a couple of years ago. And we really believe that, you know, we're at a, at a real interesting tipping point in education. You know, what, what was, was interesting for me when I was getting educated, it was a lot about information, right? A lot about content because the content and information you needed to be college and career ready was very hard to get. You had to go to the library. You had to do things that kids don't need anymore. And the, the information that you needed to be college and career ready stayed the same every year. And mm -hmm. so now my 16-year-old daughter can press a button and get all the information and content she needs. It's not just about information and content. Believe me, information and content is important. But again, there's a lot of skills and habits of mind that students need to really be successful, like I said before, in life, in career, and in college. And so we took a look at what we think we need to be focused on. We said we have to put out a strategic plan that, that really shows what we value. And, you know, again, New Jersey's home rule. We've got 581 districts. We are perfectly set up for community-based, place-based education in this state. And so it's the, it's the responsibility of the state board to say, here's what we think is important, you know, character, this, that. Now you, each district, based on your community and your, your population, you go put together the curriculum and figure out how to, how to meet these, these standards and these things that we think are important. So that's what the purpose of the strategic plan is, and, and I'm very ex excited about the way it's going to come out. Uh, Mark, we're coming to the last few seconds. I'd like to thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you. My pleasure, and thank you for having me, Ray. And, and I will, uh, for those people who uh, want to know, you can probably contact the State Board on almost any issue, and they, will, uh, they have monthly meetings, and they, they will take your testimony. Uh, and I know Mark is making outreach to all the education groups, too. And thank right, you. And I just listening. want to, Ray, if you give me, give me two seconds, you know, I know that teacher okay. just called. I want to speak out to all the teachers, everyone in the educational space and say, thank you. You are doing the most important work on the planet. Teaching is the essential profession and everyone on the state board really appreciates all the work you do. Okay. And that will be the final word. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much, Ray. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.